so me being me, I'm always late to everything. Um, I also like the trains weren't running really well mm-hmm. that weekend. Per usual. Uh, in the neighborhood, so I, that is a lie. It, <laughs> you cannot say that when we live in the same neighborhood. I got there on time. There yeah, no we were three blocks from each other. Ooh, coming in Ooh. with the fact check. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome back to... Swiped out. Pause for buffering. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, you know it's Mads. It's Sass. Yes, yes, yes. We're still here. <laughs> We're still having a quarter life crisis. Uh, you guys, this is episode thirteen. Wow, that's lucky bananas. thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Wow. We were just little little babies when we started this project. <laughs> For all you uh, Schitt's Creek fans out there. Um, that's that's pretty crazy. When we did our first recording, I had just turned 26, like a few weeks prior. And next week I turned – or sorry, I just turned 25. And next week I turned 26. I'm losing track of time. But anyways, all that to say, it's been about a year. A lot has gone down. More than we ever could have imagined. Yes. Has Who gone could down? have uh, <laughs> predicted a global pandemic, murder hornets, crippling anxiety, depression. A new civil rights movement. Yes. All that to say, uh, we have very exciting guests today. Our love story of the week is Joseph and Chad. I <laughs> I met Joseph um, through work a little over a year ago uh, in the theater industry, and he is just a delight. And this will be our first time meeting Chad, but we're excited to chat with them to get their hot take on love, dating, relationships, apps, to answer your hot questions. And while we're at it, Sav, where can the people find us uh, if they want to hit us up with a question? Ooh, baby, you can find us at Swiped Out Pod on Instagram. Yep. And Facebook. Yep. yep. Oh, right. Facebook. Forgot about that. Yep. And if you want to send us a little message in email format, you can email swipedoutpod at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Also, um, if you are a fan of the pod and you've been listening for a minute, first of all, thank you. We love you. Uh, we appreciate yeah. you. And secondly, we would love it even more if you could leave us a rating and review. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Ooh, a hot, tell your hot, neighbor. Hot yeah. Because uh, it helps us keep going. And, you know, we love all the feedback that we get. It helps us get better. So, yes, don't be afraid to call us, beep us, if you want to reach us. See you there, babies. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the episode. So welcome, you guys. Welcome to the pod, Joseph and Chad. What's up? (laughs) You are also um, fellow New York transplants, and you're currently both in Brooklyn, living through this pandemic and all that fun stuff. Joseph, I actually met you through uh, 
the league through theater and we shared a very memorable couple of days together in the green room meeting all kinds of large personalities with very specific <laughs> dietary requests so very large personalities we go way back <laughs> um but what are you up to these days and chad give us a little intro on uh yourself and then we want to get into how you guys met yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, am an assistant to a producer, um, which is really, it's a fun job. Um, it's kind of exactly what I want to be. And luckily that uh, during this time period where a lot of people are losing their jobs, I still have mine. So I am very blessed and very lucky and very happy <laughs> to still be here. <laughs> Good. And what about you, Chad? Yeah. Um, so I moved to New York, uh, New York in about 2013. Um, I'm a writer and moved here to be one of those until I realized that isn't really a job people make money doing anymore. <laughs> um, so now I work in marketing, nice. but I'm still in the writing space. So it's close enough to what I wanted to do with, I can still, you know, get a paycheck. And mm-hmm. um, I've also miraculously not been impacted by um, by the coronavirus in terms of like my financial means. So that's good. Um, yeah. Nice. And give us a little background on each of you. So your age, you kind of tell us your occupation, how you identify, all that jazz. Um, I'm 25. I'm Joseph. Joseph, I'm 25. <laughs> and um, he, him, his, uh, yeah, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida originally, but I moved here in 2018, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been here just over two years. Nice chat he him his as well um i'm actually from ohio i moved here i always wanted to live in new york and left literally as soon as i could um <laughs> and and have not looked back um yeah so I, i've bopped around in new york quite a bit since 2013 but in in bed now nice all right so as this is a dating podcast and we are focusing on love stories we want all the tea on how you guys met how you fell in love give us the full story I'll let Chad take this. Okay. <laughs> um, we have we have differing stories. Um, well, they differ in parts, I should say. But um, we actually met on on an app in just was it 2015? I think it was 2014. 2014. So so a, a while back, um, I was visiting DC and um, on one of the apps, and he saw me there. Um, and we chatted a little bit and then followed each other on social media, but never actually met until several years later. Um, we've kind of like floated in and out of each other's DMs and and like all of the different ways you can like wink and, and message people on different apps. I think we've matched on all of the apps. <laughs> wow. Every single one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Impressive. So what apps are we, give us the specific apps. Um, so the first was Grinder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we met on Grinder first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from there, we've we've definitely talked on Scruff. Um, we've definitely matched on Tinder and Hinge. Maybe just those four, five. How many? Did I, I think say? so. That's a lot. That, that sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> I remember. I remember specifically like when we were first like thinking about going on a date together. I like messaged you on tinder and you didn't respond but you liked my photo on instagram so then i like decided i was gonna like dm you on instagram but then you didn't respond there but then you sent me a message on scruff and so i guess we just say scruff is how we set up our first date perfect also mind you during this i had his i think i've had his phone number since like 2015 so (laughs) 
Life is weird. It's a modern me cute. We love it. We yes. love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you guys finally set up your first date. What happens? Who plans the date? What do you do? Give us everything. Um. So... I was like, oh, hey, like, let's hang out this weekend. I'm free. And he's like, yeah, I kind of really want to have Mexican food. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, do you have a Mexican restaurant you're thinking of? And he was like, yeah, my favorite restaurant is actually in Times Square um, in Hell's Kitchen. And so I was like, okay, cool. So me being me, I'm always late to everything. Um, I also, like, the trains weren't running really well mm-hmm. that weekend. Per usual. Uh, in neighborhood, so I... that is a lie. It... <laughs> you cannot say that when we live in the same neighborhood. I got there on time. Yeah, no we were three blocks from each other. Ooh, coming in Ooh! with the fact check. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I think I was, I don't, how, how many hours late to our first date was I? I don't know because I was drunk by the time you finally got there. <laughs> but we needless it. to say, it was it was a good forty five minutes, I think, on a Saturday. Oh, oh! I think it was more than forty five minutes, but um, and good you time, waited, Chad. <laughs> wow, that's commitment. Yeah. Well, I also I I take a lot of responsibility for being the person that kind of either dodged answering text messages or I'm Got slow it. to make plans like I'm, I'm quick to talk to people on apps but when it comes to, to like committing to to meeting up I'm a little bit um, hesitant so mm-hmm. I you know I made the effort and I you know commuted from you know from I don't know if everyone that's going to listen is going to know the distance between Bedside and Hell's Kitchen but it's a good like 45 minute commute so yeah. I was already there so you know might as well <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely my fault the first time. Um, I was very late. And I was apologizing profusely, and he was like, no, it's fine. Like, I've been avoiding going on a date with you for several years, so it's fine. Like, you can <laughs> – this is late enough. The least I could okay. do, yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> did, Chad, did you ever, like, give an explanation as to why you had been a bit elusive? Or was it just sort of like, yeah, it's busy. Elusive I, is yeah. a great word. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I will say that when we first started to speak to one another in 2014, I was actually in a relationship. Um, it was not a very happy relationship, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like testing the water in terms of like getting out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of why I was on the apps, as I was in a new city and just kind of considering what it would be like if I were single again. Mm-hmm. So we kind of didn't meet in the best, <laughs> in the best like mind space of, yeah. of meeting a new partner. Um, so that was part of it, I think. And then um, I left that relationship and moved to Brooklyn. Um, and actually we talked a bit while we were in Brooklyn, but I didn't realize how close we were until we actually met in real life. I didn't realize, you know, he lives literally three blocks down from me. So the <laughs> fact that we had met up is actually crazy. Um, yeah. but other than that, no, I don't think I gave that much of an explanation other than, um, I just like, wasn't really into dating for a while mm-hmm. after I, you know, I ended a really long relationship and just kind of wanted to feel comfortable by myself for a bit. And, um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a Joseph specific thing. It was more me just not really oh. dating around. Yeah. And do we talk about this? What year was the state? When did you actually meet face to face? Um, I can actually give you the date. And oh. the, I can give you the, the specific. <laughs> yes, give it to us. So I think our first date was March 16th, 2019. Oh, wow. Cute. Yeah. wow. So you had a true, like, courtship. 
prior to this. Yeah. Like 24, a five yeah. year correspondence like for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. That's actually very true. Yeah. 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 I always say, I joke with people that um, I think part of the reason why we hit it off as quickly as we did, because I usually, like, like I said, I'm a little bit slow to kind of be into people and feel comfortable is because we had like followed each other on social media for years. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, this guy already knows my bullshit. All I talk about <laughs> is Britney Spears. I don't have to try to hide it. It's fine. <laughs> he knows. I love it. Um, so yeah, definitely like a very modern courtship. Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> Um, let me ask you guys this, actually, that reminds me. This is something that I don't know if we've talked about, but I have a hot take on. What are your thoughts on following someone on social media prior to meeting them in person? Do you feel like that helps weed out people that you're like, oh, you know what, actually, the more I see of you, I'm not interested? Or do you feel like typically beyond you know your relationship, you like to wait until you meet them before you say, okay, yes, I'm going to follow you on social media? Um, I think that you should definitely look them up on social media, but I wouldn't say you should follow them. I think it's a bit weird to follow them because then unless it's like, oh, hey, mutual follow quickly or like, hey, follow me. I think it's okay. But I I don't know. I just think it's weird if you're like following them and guys don't meet before because I feel like also it could fizz out a relationship. I think so many people like make up a persona online that they're nothing like in real life. Mm -hmm. So it's like you meet them and you're like, you're nothing like you look like online Mm. or you seem to be online. So I think you should give a fair shot and like get to know them as themselves. It doesn't mean you can't stalk them online. (laughs) Follow up to my follow up. Uh, I just had this experience. I don't think I shared it with you, Sav. I had a LinkedIn stalker who... I had matched with him. It was one of those, you know, sometimes you swipe on someone and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to swipe on you. Once you like look at them again, <laughs> sounds terrible. It was one of those. And I'm kind of, we'll talk about it another time. I'm kind of in like a situationship. So I'm taking a break from the apps and I paused my Hinge account. And this guy, I think I unmatched him actually on Hinge. I was just like, no, like I maybe messaged him once. It wasn't very deep. So I just felt okay to unmatch him. He then takes it upon himself to look me up, not just, you know, on Instagram, which I think is fair game. I have a public profile. He goes to LinkedIn and he sends me a LinkedIn message and says, hey, hope I didn't come across too forward on Hinge. Hope you had a great fourth. And it's like, okay, so you acknowledge that that was forward. And then you straight up stalked me and sent me this crazy message. And I was like, hmm, I can either just ignore this or I can kind of call him out on this BS and be like, this is not okay behavior to stalk people like this for the next girl. So I did straight up respond. And I was like, hey, like, just so you know, I'm not on Hinge right now. Uh, but I think it's super inappropriate that you reached out to me on LinkedIn. Please don't do it again. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Okay, like, my bad. Like, I just wanted to check in. Didn't mean to bother. And then I saw not once but twice that he went back following days to look at my profile. So this man is stalking me. Oh, Isn't that crazy town? That is terrifying. Mm -mm. I also feel like LinkedIn's, like, the place that you definitely go in incognito mode when you click on it. Like, you don't want someone to see on LinkedIn. Right. Like, I can see that. I can see when you're looking at my profile. Does he not know about incognito mode? (laughs) <laughs> crazy scary. town yeah so anyways that's that... <laughs> go ahead chat sorry i was gonna say i think that linkedin is obviously a line that shouldn't be crossed but um i have a bit of a different take i um i grew up in ohio and in college i would say like i, I started college in 2008 
And once I was ready to start dating and 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 see what's out there, there weren't really apps yet. Like there there was okcupid.com and there was, you know, um, like Adam for Adam and these like kind of sleazier websites that I, I did try, but um, not not trying to shame them, but yeah. Uh, so essentially, what I'm trying to get at is how all of the uh, how I met most of the the guys I dated in college was actually through Facebook. Um, oh, really? Facebook was this way that like you would be able to see these like recommended friends if you like knew one gay person, you mm-hmm. kind of go and and people really use that as a way to meet each other. So right. again, I, I think that now there's like better alternatives, but um, I I don't know. I think that like everything is so connected now like i think Mm -hmm. before people used to think about like the apps as like online dating and i Mm -hmm. remember people used to be like you online date yeah and 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 now it's like like you can access someone's social media from their grinder profile or you know like i I think there's literally even an option to like put in your linkedin now oh really (laughs) but um you know what i mean i I think that people are like living less like divided lives and and not really kind of saying like this is where I date and this is where I you know network and it's it's a bit more fluid than yeah. that so yeah okay back to you guys so you have your date you're at the Mexican restaurant you hit it off what happens from there are you casually dating does it go from there do you take a little break oh honey okay so <laughs> um I so we went on a date I think Chad got sick that week and then I got sick the following week and I was convinced that he got me sick mm. but it was like a, I was joking when I said it whatever but we didn't see each other again until May <laughs> so we you like the date we, was in March you don't see each other again until May yeah we until like the end of May um we he like stopped texting me and I kind of was like feeling myself like I am not putting up with this and this man I'm done (laughs) and so yeah I um he ghosted me for about a month Chad what I like to say this is what I say this is what I say this is what I was alluding to where I say there's parts where our stories go in different directions (laughs) got it this is is that point Uh um I I mean I guess that I, I I can't speak for like everyone who has like been ghosted but it was not my intention to ghost joseph and i think that like ghosting is a bit strong like i didn't necessarily <laughs> i didn't i didn't disappear from from his space right like we're still connected on every single dating app every single social media platform like we are facebook friends you know i i, I think we're even following each other on twitter on time which neither of us were active on so i didn't necessarily just disappear again i i, I was in this space where I hadn't really dated for a really long time and then I kind of dipped my toe back in and um, didn't necessarily realize how deep the water was and um, I, I was just I, I was casually dating Joseph and a couple other guys and struggling to like make time for myself and probably follow up the way that I should have been following up but I stand by my what I said which I think that ghosting is a bit strong for what's happening but you know, I honor his feelings, and if he says I ghosted him, I ghosted him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but we, I guess we ended up, do, what was our second date, like our in May, do you remember? Yeah, so I took him, I asked him out for more, more Mexican Oh, duh, I know, this, I know this answer. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, and, 
and he was he's very like he he was very skeptical like you said he um, kind of called me out for not talking to him for a while and I was I was honest about why I didn't why I hadn't been following up and um, he acted very disinterested generally but like still wanted to meet up and did that like carried that through the date and I think uh, I think two or three drinks and I was like if you are not interested like it's totally fine I get it but like let's call it he's like no I'm interested and just kind of like <laughs> making me deal with the like this like very passive aggressive way of letting me know that I can't ghost him but that he's still interested so um <laughs> I, I, I powered through, I powered through the shade and um, powered through the shade. after a few drinks, I think that he like dropped that a bit and um, we've been dating pretty consistently ever since. Aww. Very consistently ever since. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, Joseph, was, was the shade intentional? Like, were you being a little bit frosty on purpose or? Um, I think there's a part of me that was trying to be like that on purpose, but I also, I have been told that on a, especially like if someone expresses interest in me, I naturally seem as if I like don't care whatsoever. So I think that there are parts of it that were unintentional, but I definitely was like, like I said earlier, I was really at a place where I was like, I am done with men wasting my time. Yeah. I'm a great person. I'm like not yes, putting up with yes, this. Yes. So I was like trying to like be strong <laughs> and like let them know how I was feeling. But clearly that, yeah didn't last very long because we're together <laughs> here you are yeah <laughs> yeah here I am <laughs> I do love though that like just on that second date like you had a straight up conversation because I feel like in uh my experiences and maybe some of yours mads too it's like you're on a date and you you don't just like uh have that abrupt like is this not gonna work because if it's not gonna work right. like let's peace Right. Yeah. And I think part of it was just the fact that we had known each other for so long. Yeah. And, mm. and and that really kind of like led to us not having this like, you know, sense of, of, of really like trying to figure out who the other person is. We're both like also very strong personalities on social media. So um, I think I had a pretty good idea of, of what Joseph represented before I met him. And I also like really took to heart his frustration that I was a bit hard to pin down for a couple of years <laughs> and, and not like, and I, I realized that I was kind of the one that was um, not picking up the weight, if you will. So I, I was like, okay, I owe it to him to have this like frank moment. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. I almost feel like it's a, a micro check-in, which I feel like we don't talk about enough because so many people mm -hmm. are like, oh, let's DTR when you're a few months down the road and you're kind mm -hmm. of waiting for that time. But it's almost just like a brief, like a woo-woo. Like, what are we? Like, just a micro yeah. check-in. I like um, that word, Madison. A I'm into it. Yeah. I actually, I'm borrowing that from our friends over at Dating Sucks. Uh, oh, they coined it a few episodes back. Shout out. But this whole idea of the micro check-in is so great. I think especially now a days with so many people doing virtual dating because, hello, global pandemic. Just to be like, are we on the same track? You know, is this going well? What are your thoughts? It's just like a way to... Is this what you want? Right. Mm -hmm. To hopefully avoid yeah. ghosting, you know, down the road. I think so many times people ghost because they just don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation. And that could just avoid it. I think that when we first started dating, uh, like like you said, from May on, we were dating consistently. And we didn't actually define the relationship until July, beginning of July. Or sorry, beginning of August. And um, I remember asking him in a very coy way around the end of July like hey like I like really want to like 
be in a relationship like not outright and mm-hmm. I remember him saying like hey so if you like want to date me like you just need to like be forward with it and I was like okay like me being myself got defensive and I was just like okay well we're going to sleep but like I do think that's a very good point like being honest and upfront and like saying exactly how you feel is always will always get you to where you need to go at the end of the day yeah Definitely. Often easier said than done, though, from in my own life. Yeah. (laughs) So now you guys are happily together. Um, We kind of just want to open up the floor to both of you. Uh, Obviously, again, global pandemic, social justice movement. You are, you know, an openly gay interracial couple. What what has your experience been? What are you feeling these days? You know, it's it's been a lot. Twenty twenty a lot that's how I'd sum it up yeah um I think that it's uh, a time in the world where people are really having to wake up and like smell the coffee you know what I mean yeah. like I don't think that things are avoidable anymore <clears throat> um and social issues are um factors that you you can't not talk about like it impacts your life no matter what even though everyone's I think being confined to your home 24 7 I think people realize that even though you're isolated, you're actually not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, for me personally, I feel like in the social justice movement that's happening right now in the global pandemic, there are a lot of um, like virtues that I feel like I've learned from my family, like my parents are interracial as well, that I have realized that my parents have told me things and talked to me about things when I was very young that I have found to be more consistent than anything Mm -hmm. and it has made me realize that what actually matters in this time period is really checking in with yourself and realizing where you actually stand as a person and how your values are shown through your daily actions Hmm. is there anything specifically you know you mentioned these lessons that your parents instilled in you that you want to share um that come to mind i don't know i think like there's a certain element of like performance i think a lot of people want to show to like show that they're supportive of certain things that doesn't necessarily like exemplify itself in your daily life um and I remember my parents like telling me like it doesn't matter necessarily what you're expressing outward it matters where you put your dollar Mm -hmm. who you talk to who your friends are what you do how you vote those are the most important things and I think that now especially like recently I think the social media has tapered off and like people being very aggressive and like outspoken but it's like how does that actually dictate the way that your life is Mm -hmm. you know and I think that and the people starting slowly to hang out with one another Chad and I've gotten to a couple conversations with our friends of like talking about it it's like well I just feel like you should just be who you are you know admit who you are recognize it and become a better person and it actually starts inside than it is something that you do performance wise definitely I do think it's interesting and, and feel free, you know, if you if you don't want to chat about it, but growing up, you know, with interracial parents, are there any experiences that come to mind that stand out as like anything pivotal from your childhood um, interacting like with the public? Like what do you mean? Specifically? Like is there, I don't, I don't want to say negative experience, but like was there ever a case where you like you were made to feel uncomfortable like being out with your family or was it like very much like happy childhood? You never like came across any kind of injustice? Um, well, it's funny because so my, it's, my my stepdad is white um, and my mom is black and so I remember as a kid like uh, my parents got married when I was 10 so I remember as a kid like people we would go to like a restaurant and they'd be like okay you two come this way and my dad's like oh I'm I'm with them mm. and so it's like oh, different things like that yeah. it's like weird and families and I don't think people think about that all the time I, I remember I used to have a lot of friends 
bring up who were adopted and they were like my like people would separate me from my mom and it's like no that's my that's my mom like I need to go with my mom oh, right. but yeah that, that's something I like people think about all the time yeah that's that's one thing I can Boy. think of that's big yeah yeah oh and Chad what is your family background it's an interesting background. Both of my parents are mixed, but for all intents and purposes, like I identify as a like a sheltered white person because that's how I present, and that is like the the life I've lived. And um, I don't think that it's useful when people um, like latch on to labels. Isn't the correct word I want, but um, when 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 they have these um, these labels that don't necessarily represent their experience, so. Um, and I, in terms of like it affecting me and Joseph's relationship, I, um, I really try to let him lead and, and, and navigate the conversations because I understand how exhausting and, um, and, and difficult they are to have. Um, and you know, I, I don't want to be the person that is, is like reminding him of how horrible, you know, um, these horrible things that are happening in our society every day. Um, right. So I, I try to express my support and, and let him know that I'm a shoulder for him. And, um, and then, and then kind of privately, like Joseph said, you know, do whatever I would do, whether or not we were dating, which is like supporting mm-hmm. black businesses and donating yeah. whenever I can. Yeah. Um, but, but really making sure that I'm <clears throat> showing him my support rather than trying to um, like, I don't know, prove it or, or mm-hmm. make it a talking point more than he wants it to be a talking point. Cause I, I you know, I want him to feel comfortable and, and happy. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you both have touched on this. So I'm just curious, what is the dynamic on the apps? Is it, um, like speaking from my own experience, like with hinge, right, there is an option where you could set it to like racial preferences or they do have like some kind of tab that you can opt into, but like with some of these apps like Graph and Grinder, is that a focus or conversation or not so much? And also, granted, it's New York City too, so I don't know, versus other parts of the country. Oh, 100%. Your face. <laughs> 100%. It's like like the main, I think the two biggest things on like dating apps are like racial preferences and body preferences. Mm, like, wow. And the thing is like, I would pretty much say every single like gay dating app has those two like features. Mm-hmm. And like people, like that's the lay of the land of how people navigate gay dating apps. I would say so. That's like widely accepted that those are kind of two key essential parts that everyone is. Yeah, un- unfortunately, yeah, one hundred percent. That's interesting. So, like, how did so? I believe is it with Grinder? It's just kind of a screen, right? Like, it's just a screen of people, and then you can kind of pick and choose, like who you want to chat with. Versus, you're not really swiping. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, there's not. I don't think. The only ones that have like swiping features is like Tinder and yeah. like Hinge. Right. I think Hinge has swiping, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the thing that's so crazy about the difference between like gay dating apps and and not gay dating apps is they're geographic based. So like I, I do know that like there are elements of like Tinder and OkCupid where you can view people that are around you. So there's like an element to it that's location based, but mm-hmm. Um, like Grinder and Scruff are, I think, probably the two leading gay apps, and it represents. It shows you a grid of like who is literally, like, geographically closest to you, and that's how they filter, yeah. um, oh. filter your like your who, you, who who you can talk to essentially. 
Um, That's like the default way that it looks. Yeah. Yeah. It. So like there isn't even really like there are filters on Grinder which are um, are problematic in a, a large amount of ways. You can filter out certain body types or um, or certain you know literally anything you can imagine. I think they just um, announced that you can't um, filter by race anymore, mm. which is is good if that's true. Uh, <laughs> great if that's yeah. true, but. Actually, I saw an article on Facebook like yesterday or the day before saying that they, they announced it a couple months ago, but it still hasn't happened. So it's like, oh my God, oh. is it actually real? So yeah. Yeah, but so like in New York, so like I, I downloaded Grindr in Ohio and the first person that was, you know, on my grid was probably like four or five miles from me. And in Ohio, that's close. And here, yeah. if you do it, it's it's like point eight feet from you. Like it's someone in your building. Like standing <laughs> oh, wow. next to you in line. Yeah, so have you been crazy. like at a club and like been on the app and then you like look up and the person is like dancing oh, yeah. 10 feet away from you? Oh, that's like a default thing. That's 100%. wild. Or like, I remember when I was single, I remember people would, um, you'd see someone at a club or at a bar, you didn't necessarily want to talk to them, so you'd message them on the app and then look at them. Wow. And then they would respond to you or come over to you in that way. <gasps> what if you, were you ever rejected by doing that? Have I ever been rejected by doing that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Really? Like, would they look at it and then just like look at you and be like, "Nah." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I I think that there's a yeah, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. That's brutal. That's bold. That's bold. Yeah, I or couldn't like, do it. Or you get the thing of like they leave and then they message you as they leave and they're uh, like, "Hey, I saw you." It's also a common thing. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine if I was like, "Hey there," and then the guy was just like, mm, "Nah, nah." <laughs> But when when I explain it, I'm like, that sounds so scary. It does. <laughs> I but have I'm like so much like I don't know what's the word. That yeah, that I'm so impressed sound, that you do that. Yeah, weird. yeah. It's very weird. Wow. Very weird. Okay, well, this kind of segues for us, I think, into a segment that we like to do called Oh No No. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And so, Oh No Knows is all about things that you might see on the apps or now that you guys are in a loving relationship, relationship Oh No Knows or Oh Yes Yes, you know, on the flip side for people, just anything you want to give that you're like, "Uh, honey, no. Like for me, my tried and true example is if I see a man holding a fish, it's an Oh No No for me. (laughs) I I think that, um, and I I know this is true for, um, from some of my straight friends as well, but I think that um, if you are single and you become, if the apps become this like kind of force in your life, I think that people um, have this sense of, and it's true for like any type of dating, like whether you meet someone on an app or not, but the existence of apps really kind of creates this space where people are like, there's no, there's no end to this, right? Like I'm happy in this relationship, but like look at all of these other people that I could be happy with. and. Mm. Um, I think that that puts this like pressure in relationships that like wouldn't be there otherwise. And um, so I, I, I think there's just this like element of, of like, it, it's almost like someone that's like too obsessed with Instagram and it becomes this like validation thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that you can, I, I, I don't know the advice I'd give to like weed out people that, you know, seek validation through dating apps, but um, I definitely know it's something that exists and um, something that is that I watch out for. <laughs> yeah. So like a, a hidden narcissist, so to speak. It's it's I think it's you can say it's nar- like narcissism, but I also think it's 
this like one the sense of not being able to choose something right like especially mm-hmm. in a big city there's like always people filtering in and out of the city it's like it's natural to kind of want to see who's around and a little bit of FOMO exactly yeah. and you know especially as gay men people have you know if you've been dating for over 20 years now right like I I'm I'm about to turn 30 this month but I'm even familiar with the, the world in which like this wasn't the way that gay men dated and it was very shameful and quiet and done in, in cities that weren't your hometown and um, and something that like wasn't talked about often. So all of those things together, I totally understand why it happens. But I do think that like, especially if you want to date someone seriously, um, you have to have a conversation about it earlier rather than later. And, um, you know, I think that like, that's probably something else that doesn't happen often enough where people meet on apps, but don't necessarily have a conversation about like, okay, are we deleting them now? Like, are we, you know, like what's, what's happening with this? Cause I think there's like a step between like when you're official and when you're dating and like when you stop using the apps, <laughs> it's like this yeah. like new step in a relationship that I think that people feel like, like you don't have to talk about because it you know it's silly but i i think it's a lot more significant than people want to think of this like the when are we deleting the apps moment that you have exactly yeah. yeah no it's true and there's so many different forms of a relationship so to speak you could be exclusively talking you could be like we're not gonna put a label on it but you know we're like sexually exclusive like there's just so many variations that i think I don't know how our parents did it, but I would imagine it wasn't this complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely weren't apps where you could just go somebody and then they could stalk you on LinkedIn. You know, that wasn't even a, a factor. If you're getting rejected, you're getting rejected in person. Um, yeah, it's crazy. What about what about for you, Joseph? I think that when people over-message, that's a turn-off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like – or. I think some some apps have like read receipts and it's like clearly this person isn't interested and they like keep, hey, hey, I can think, oh, that's a great one. Uh-huh. Because so many times I, I know uh, when I was single, like someone would, would message me, hey, 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 over the course of like three months, it's Ugh. like, do you get the picture? I'm yes. not interested. Like, please, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> move along. Thank you. Please move along. <laughs> Thank get you next. Message. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I do kind of I want to take a second to to flip it to our to our oh yes yeses that we love mm-hmm. and ask both of you originally way back in the day the the happy days of 2014 <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what you saw on each other's profiles that made you swipe if you remember uh, anything specific that jumped out I just thought he was hot yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that's what's really hot. I love it. Yes. I I also thought Joseph was very hot, um, and that was probably the reason I responded as quick as I did. But um, I think that part of what stood out to me was that there were. Um, I, I I think there's like a couple categories of of, of dating profiles and. Um, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but when I first moved to New York, I actually had a job ghostwriting online dating profiles. So I, Whoa. <laughs> I did, yes. yeah. We need to get into that. Hold up, wait a minute. Stop the yeah. yeah. <laughs> You it was, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, um, so like I said, when I first moved here, I um, I wanted to be a writer and, and didn't have a ton of experience. So I just kind of, um, 
started writing, I, I was responding to literally anything I could to get one money to pay rent and, and two, just to get experience and connection. And I, um, again, I was in a relationship, but I was kind of starting to like poke my eye out and be like, I don't know that I want to be in this relationship anymore. Um, and I found this job listing for um, a ghostwriter for online dating profiles and responded kind of thinking it was like not a real thing because <laughs> it's, you yeah. know, it, the, the content of the, the posting. But um, I followed through and it was a real thing. And it's um, it was essentially this like very small agency that um, doesn't exist anymore, but they um, essentially could, so there was like different ways that you could sign up to do this, right? The, the, like the basic package was that you meet with a writer and they um, spend like 15 minutes with you and they, you give them your profile and they just kind of like rework it to like be optimized, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but like the most extreme package for like clients that paid like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, they like take the photos, they airbrush the photos for you, they wow. set up the dates, they like, they do everything. Like a matchmaker. So, yeah, literally. So um, I was, I was a writer and I was, um, I, I dealt like exclusively with clients that like bought this like larger package. And I would meet with people for like an hour or so. It was typically like over drinks or something. And um, it literally like, it kind of went on like a date. Like I felt like I was dating the people <laughs> that I was actually, um, writing the profiles for. And um, if you have any experience with writing, there's like a couple rounds of revision. But again, this was in 2013. So this was like, a Tinder was around, but it, I don't think it was like, um, universal as like tinder is now and and, right. and profiles back then were very much still like text-based like there were several sections that you had to fill out in order to kind of proceed with making the profile um so yeah i did that for um just a few months i'd say like maybe six or seven months when i first moved here and then um i was let go <laughs> um I, oh, no. I i thought it was a great idea and started a blog about it <laughs> which i mean is a great idea like yes. i would read that blog but i can 100%. understand how they would be like no yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, of course I, I changed names and everything but um they were they had every right to be to be concerned and now they're, they're not operating anymore but that was how i kind of um <laughs> came to new york and, and made a living for a short while that is quite the new york story if i've ever heard one uh chad can i call you up when i finally do jump back <laughs> in the dating pool and need help with my profile? help us out chad absolutely <laughs> i will say chad had a really good profile oh uh, yeah on all the do you yeah. remember any of had, it um oh one well i think that they were very chad so uh, that's the point right yeah but he would like have like blurbs about himself like about his dog um there was about like his ex-boyfriend, but like that was like funny, right. but it wasn't like awkward, which mm -hmm. is like that's a hard line mm -hmm. to like to toe. Mm -hmm. But he did. <laughs> he talked. He talked about um, being a, like being a ghostwriter for dating apps, mm -hmm. and I feel like there was like something else, probably about Mexican food or something. But it was like very funny. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, yeah. very short to the point <laughs> and like funny. told a story. He got well, a sense of who he was. And like four lines. Perfect. Great picture. <laughs> I think this is how we got here though. Is that like I I look for like I don't need or expect a pro a dating profile to be this like you know encyclopedia of who a person is by any stretch of the imagination. And I actually think that if you give too much away, it's a little bit unattractive. But um, I, I really liked in, in Joseph's profile that I could get a sense a bit of who he was and his sense of humor and 
Um, I think there was probably like a Tiffany Pollard reference or something that I was like, oh, I could like, you know, have a few drinks with this guy yeah. and we would have something to talk about even if right. we don't like each other. And I think that like that is, that's important. And um, I also feel like if you, I, I like, I was very careful in writing my profile and that um, if someone didn't have anything to say to me other than, hey, after looking at my profile, then I probably didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. There's like so many pieces that you could bite on and be like, oh, here's this like funny tidbit about you. Like you go straight online dating profiles. How's that? You know, like if, if I, yeah, if there yeah. wasn't any of that, I, I wasn't that interested. So that's a, an, oh no, no, I would say not just that you're receiving, but to put out there, like if you can't get more creative than a, hey, think on that, reflect on that. Like yeah. I just think there's so many options. You can look up funny lines if you want. There's so many resources available because it's so commonplace to like use the apps like, let's get beyond the hey, people. It's yeah. 2020. Come on. <laughs> we do have a couple listener questions. Admittedly, one is a friend of mine, and we have very similar uh, experiences right now. So I am personally invested in this question. But <laughs> let me give you the first one. The first one comes from someone who says, how can I keep my long-distance pandemic relationship alive and interesting? We've been together for five months and most of that time has been virtual because of COVID. Um, I would say having like a FaceTime date, I'm sure that's an obvious one, but I think you can get very creative with a FaceTime date. I think that you can watch the same movie together, cook dinner together, mm -hmm. do other things together if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think you can keep the the relationship like going um, just on FaceTime and just like, keep each other abreast as much as possible here's my follow-up to that what would you say to someone who says they're quote-unquote not a facetime kind of guy oh Ooh. my god me is that what's happening keep calling them that's happening for <laughs> yeah, me yeah literally no, i'm not in this the first part of the situation but for me i'm in a situation where the guys we have facetime we do facetime but he's like i'm not really a facetime kind of guy i was like okay what are you he said i'm an interpersonal kind of guy i said okay well what kind of guy are you in a pandemic where we can't be face to face all the time <laughs> and he was like i'm more of a texting guy and i said that's a pen pal i'm not looking for a pen pal okay <laughs> I'm going to need a little About bit more. Business. That's yeah, what do you do with that? <laughs> you can put that in your profile now. I'm, I'm not <laughs> looking for a pen pal. Yes. <laughs> but what do you do? I don't know. Do you want me to send you handwritten letters in the mail? Like, I'm just not really sure. Like, I could see a phone call. Like, to me, a phone call is a compromise. But, like, there has to be some kind of give and yeah. take. I, I don't know. I, I like, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not experiencing that. And, and, and Joseph and I have been able to kind of quarantine together. And I know that's not, you know, the norm by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, and again, I, I, I come from like a very specific space in the world, but I don't feel that bad. Like I grew up in Ohio where, you know, to, to go on a date, like I, I once was so desperate to go on a date that I, from Ohio, but <laughs> to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan to meet a guy. Like I had never met him before and you know, I couldn't drive, I didn't have a car. So I, like, I booked a train ticket and just met him, you know, and it was also wow. like Christmas. It was like a very strange set of circumstances, but you know, I, because of that, like I, I'm from this space where like I'm used, I, I was used to kind of like meeting a guy and not being able to see him for 
a couple weeks at a time. And, and that's between like the first and second date. So, um, I think it's, it's definitely challenging and you have to, you have to figure out like what it is that you're both comfortable doing because as someone that doesn't like FaceTime, I, I, I find myself like focusing on the wrong things. Like I, I'm focusing on how I look rather than mm. what I'm saying and how I'm connecting to people. So right. um, I think that like you, like if you're not a FaceTime person, you really have to kind of like, like one, explain why, and then two, like propose an alternative, right? Like you have to be like, I, I don't feel comfortable with this, but like, let's do this to like make up for it or to, or to mm-hmm. spice it up in a, a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've like talked to people that are um, trying to do like social distancing dates where they like meet in a park and like stand six feet from each other. And <laughs> I you did know, that, I'm not, yep. I'm not interested in that by any means, but you know, <laughs> I, I there are so many options that I think that like, if, if both people are really interested, they can like make it work and it can be, um, you know, it, 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 Joseph and I essentially social distanced for, you know, three and a half years before we dated. So yeah, <laughs> that's it's true. True that. It's true. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I think what you said is so important, Chad. It's you have to both lean in. Like you both have to bring something to the table. So it's like, okay, if this isn't in my lane, like here's my alternative. Like if you're not giving me a solution, it's a non-starter. Absolutely. Like we're just going yeah. in circles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm filing that away in the back of my head. (laughs) Okay, question two. This is the one that I can relate to. I've been talking to a guy on and off for months, and he's been giving me mixed signals, but whenever I pull away, he comes running back and says he wants to make it work. Oh, this is good. Now we're exclusively talking. I can relate. What is going on? (laughs) Joseph, your face. (laughs) I honestly think from uh, experience Mm -hmm. that maybe it's just hard for him to date. Like, I think you should ask him what's going on. Like, why does this seem to be happening? But it really could just be that he isn't, like, up to dating. I think that's something with Chad for a while. Like, he wasn't. I remember uh, when we first started, like, when we first became exclusive, I was saying, like, oh, I really wonder what would have happened if we had started dating back then. And he's like, we literally would not be together at all. It's like, I just was not in the space Mm. to, like, be in a relationship. And I probably would have, like, messed it up somehow because I was not in that place. So maybe this is what he's doing. He's just, like, really trying to pace himself to a certain extent. And it's, like, not him running away from you, but it's just him trying to do the best he can. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's not ready for a relationship. And that's perfectly real. He's just admit that to himself and to you. Yep. Yeah. I think totally agree with Joseph true. and 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 my advice would be um just to make sure that you both agree on the the label exclusively talking <laughs> that sounds like a very one-sided mm. relationship status uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah I think it all comes down to like communication and and um you know, it's it's definitely like never a good feeling to feel like you're being yanked around by somebody. But yeah, um, I at the end of the day, we're all people, and there's something that's making that happen. And um, you know, the answer to that might be a deal breaker, and it might be something that you're not ready to hear, but you're gonna find out eventually. So we should just have the uncomfortable conversations sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I will say, at least in my experience with my own situation, I think again it comes down to like are both people willing to like lean in and put in the effort and you know to both of your points if they're not then maybe pull back and just be prepared to walk away from it if they can't give you what you need because 
you have every right in any relationship you're ever in, whether it's a first or second date or it's a three-year-long relationship, to vocalize your needs and what you are looking for in another partner and also what you're willing to give as a potential partner. And if that person can't meet you halfway, then not the person for you. I don't think it should be that hard. Yeah, I think it should be easy when it's right. So at the end of every episode, we have a segment called Swipe Support, where we ask our guests to give dating advice to all of our listeners out there who are maybe single, swiping, trying to figure this all out. Uh, So if you have any words of wisdom, and then also if you have any charitable organizations that you would like to shout out for our listeners to take a look at and consider supporting. Um, I would say for advice, um, I think that what's most important is that you never compromise who you are to like Mm. fit some sort of bill of whatever you see specifically around you. I think that like with gay, like in in the gay community, uh, there's a certain like idea of what you should look like or like what your body should be like or what you should be into specifically like open relationships, for example, like it's very common, especially I feel like in New York, it's like common to have mm-hmm. an open relationship. But it's like if you look on the grid and like everyone doesn't like you, that doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. Just like really try to be the best person that you are and you feel like is you and don't like let other people get you down, you know? Because there's someone yes. out there for everyone, I believe. Yep. And I actually, yes. I actually believe that there's possibly even multiple people out there for everyone. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Um, my advice, I don't know. I think that my advice would almost be like, don't be afraid to not listen to advice. And I, I think that like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that like everything, everything I've learned about, um, dating and relationships and I, I'm by no means an expert, but everything I've learned, I've, I've learned because someone gave me advice, like not to do something. And um, I am a little bit defiant, I would say, and, um, and and that's just kind of in my nature. But um, I think that like a lot of people get really tied down by um, like what people should be doing on a second date or like, is it okay to text a person this or, and, and, and it's totally not like normal to have conversations with your friends and like seek out those opinions, but it's also really easy to get trapped by them and um, to like find yourself in a relationship or um, acting in a way that doesn't necessarily feel authentic or actually lead to what you want it to. Like I, uh, part of why I didn't date forever is I, I, I left this really long relationship and everybody was like, okay, you have to kind of like shake it off, like get yourself out there. And I really threw myself into dating really quickly and hated it. I was not ready. And mm. um, and because of that, I took like a really long time before I started dating again. And, um, you know, if, if if you read most like dating advice, it's, it's, you know, don't wait that long. Don't wait too long to put yourself back out there. You know, all these things. And I really needed to do that in order to, you know, find what I wanted to find. And, and thankfully I found Joseph. Um, so yeah, I would say like, don't be afraid to like figure it out for yourself and find out what you want and, um, and make mistakes and, and don't be afraid to like, not listen to, to, to women's magazines or, or to your friends that kind of have horror stories of their own. Cause everyone's just trying to figure it out themselves. Everybody's got baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has baggage. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, Joseph, Chad, thank you guys so much for coming thank on. You. For sharing thank your you. wisdom, sharing your very fun and very New York meet cute story. 
Love to see it. Um, We will tag them in the episode notes. If you want to hit them up on social media, don't slide into their LinkedIn DMs. That's not cool. Uh, And were there any charities that you wanted us to plug? Um, I would say everyone wear a mask and vote. That's the charity that everyone yes, supports. Yes, 100%. yes, yes. T. Snaps. Um, I think that the, right now most charities are doing good work. Um, I can say the last uh, charity I donated to is uh, Gays and Lesbians Living in a Transgender Society. Um, so check that out if you can. Um, also support the the social media movement to free Britney from her conservatorship. Um, if you if you want to talk about that, you can definitely DM me on LinkedIn or anywhere, and we can chat for however long you want to. Yes, I have many thoughts. We'll have to catch up after this. <laughs> Amazing. Now wait. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. This has been another episode of Swiped Out. <laughs> um, tune in next time for your, another love story. Thank you guys again. Be safe out there, people. Wear a mask. Bye. Bye. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.